Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you once again for your presence. Thank you for each and every one of us. None of us are here by our own or by accident. We are all here with your divine plan and your purpose. We are blessed, we are chosen, we are called, and we were brought together in this afternoon. Lord, to worship you, to give all adoration and glory, honor. And now here, here we are to hear from you. Hide me behind your cross. Speak to us. Give us the attentive ears to hear your word as you want us to be. Let your word as its purpose in every one of our life. In all things, help us to rejoicingly glorify your name. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Once again, it's my privilege to stand before you to share God's word. If you don't mind, and uh, I want to, you to stand to your feet, turn your Bibles to Psalm 133. 133. I was led to give you this exercise. That's why I am calling you to stand to your feet. Psalm 133. And I expect every one of us read together from our own version. Whatever you have, let us read together. One, two, go. Behold! How good and how pleasant is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like a precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard of Aaron, running down to the edge of his garment. It is like a dew of Hermon, descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessings, life forevermore. Amen. Please take your seats. Thank you. It is a very small passage. I cannot say a small song. But this portion is, we know very familiarly. And uh, we are hearing many things from this psalm. And uh, this message was shared before, 18 years before. And I was led to share the same thing for us today. And I titled this message as The Value of Unity. Or it was Underestimated Value of Unity. We talk about unity from the beginning of this service. I sensed and I am very much, it was emphasized by pastor and also the worship. It is all about the fellowship. We know from the beginning of this year and also the theme of this year is fellowship. And we heard many messages till today. And here again and again it is all about fellowship. And here... Fellowship is okay, it is coming together as we are together. And uh, what is in the midst of it, there should be a unity. Unity in everything. Without unity, and our fellowship is not valued or accepted that we are together. So what does it mean? What is the value? What is the purpose? What is the spiritual value in this? Yes, it is well explained or uh, you can very well, it is uh, ex explained there. Everybody can, it is a very simple song. We can understand that. But still let us know what God wants us to teach us from this. 
So the history, Jerusalem is the capital city, is also geographically the highest city in Israel. Three times each year, Jewish worshippers who travel from all points of the compass to Jerusalem coming together, they came to celebrate Passover in the spring season, Pentecost in the early summer, and the Feast of the Tabernacle in fall. So because of the altitude of the holy city, it is on the mountain top, the people went up to Jerusalem. The people went up to Jerusalem. In fact, the very phrase is found some about 28 times throughout the Bible. What is that? Up to Jerusalem. Went up to Jerusalem. There are, we have songs too. Imagine traveling by foot on one of those ancient highways in Jerusalem. Traffic is heavy with a festive pilgrims. You might have seen, imagine in Saudi when the Mecca is there, how the people are very much crowded. You can see from your pictures or in your television how people are crowded. That much crowd will be there in every three, three times in every, every year. So the road will be very highly traffic and also it is going up. So the pilgrims are very, very crowded on those days. And also, though you may not have a personally known and fellow travelers, you have something in common. You are going up to worship. So to, together, they sing and walk along. While they are walking, they used to sing. And uh, there are many reasons for singing. But uh, just uh, briefly, I make it here. They used to sing and walk. Of course, the book of Psalm is... Hebrew hymn within 150 psalms. A group of 15 psalms from 120 to 134. They are known as songs of ascent. That is climbing. They are known by the title because they are the songs they were sang by travelers going up to Jerusalem. Each, of, each song is relatively short and has a central theme of they were probably repeated several times as they were teaching and reminding the travelers the purpose of their journey. The title line of our text tells us Psalm 133 is not only a song of ascents but it is also of David. It's a psalm of David or written by King David. David is known as a, a sweet singer of Israel. David is a singer. In 140, 50 Psalms, 73 are ascribed to David. Not only was he a king, he is a warrior, he is a giant killer, he is a faithful friend, and David was a musician and a worshipper. This is what about David. All of us we know how much we know about in out of all these things? How many things we know about him? He is a singer. He is a musician. He is a worshipper. He is the king. He is a warrior. And he is a giant killer. And he is a faithful friend to God. Hello? Is there anything belongs to you? Is there anything belongs to you? My goodness, you should say amen to that. Because you are the true worshippers. From the beginning I said, you are your true worshipper. 
it is not all you are a singer there are musicians amen, amen. you yourself is given the talents you may think that have doubt i am not a king you are thinking like that the bible also says that you all the royal priesthood holy nation this is what god said all about us that's why always i used to grasp identify yourself keep yourself that's me that is for me this is me then only you will receive your blessings when you are hearing when you think that it is for somebody looking at somebody it is not a blessing i have to say that you are sinning why sometimes you may not understand or you may not accept my statement why i say this when some messages comes to from the pulpit about conviction about corrections or something about individual you have to repent for this some sins and this is the problem in some of them are having you may have it but you may think about it is for whom who is there in the church so your mind go around not inside so that's why if you think like that at the same time if you are not receive your blessings that's also your sin i'm sorry to say this but why i say this be aware of god's word and ready to accept your portion only when you accept it god can do the work through that word in your life amen So here before we dig into Psalm 133 notice the first word i am very much attracted by this word. behold open your bible and see behold the explanation points should really be after this first word behold it means look at this oh answer so like that it is a explanation explanation in that case it is a warning behold there is something you should stop it and listen and watch and see what it is then look the, the rest of the things followed we are tempted to read casually over the song but david puts a big red stop sign in front of us he wants us carefully to consider the beauty of the people of god living worshiping and serving in unity the word behold is the beautiful attractive overlook of psalm 133 today we are going to focus on six attributes or a quality of the unity of believers so number 1 keep your words verse 1 now verse 1 tells the point 1 the unity of believers is good it is in your bible it is good unity of believers is good unity of believers is good amen, amen. right and proper and beneficial for us to dwell together in unity today we need to learn what is this unity really means it the hebrew term simply means as one unity means coming together as one join or united together so these are all the meaning of it as a church we need to be one in at least three areas 
we are we should be one in what what in what you surely be used to pray every time used to pray we should be one united in spirit in love in understanding in faith in hope why all these things why time after time and every time we use this this should be our desire hello is it your desire if it is your desire you should shout amen for that whenever it is not coming together in hundreds or fifties we should coming together in unity hello unity we considering that we are all one amen yeah so there are many reasons you can imagine and put in what way you should prove that we are united or we are one are we one we are one why our god is one our savior is one there is only one faith one salvation anyone who has not say amen i think they are not saved be alert if it is you see your blessing is based upon how many times you confess your faith all you are confessing if you say amen that is your confession before god god hears it god will honor you god will reward you so your portion your blessing or your portion of your blessing is based on your confession only the same confession turned your life from the world from the darkness to the light by your confession the same confession god expects from you amen so firstly it is i in what way it is good it is very brief it it is good when believers are one in devotion one in worship whenever we are coming to worship together it is good it is good we have come to worship together we do not know rest of the time what we are doing at home but when we come together in his house we prove that we are one we are united that is one of the reason for it okay above all our common bond of devotion is yeah about our lord jesus christ so we have a common is salvation and the indwelling presence of the spirit so paul spoke titus as a true son in our common faith titus 1:4 and jude in jude's intention in his short letter was to write to you concerning our common salvation so he was keep on writing like this tribes of israel believes come in all colors and backgrounds amongst us some are wealthy some are poor some are highly educated some are illiterate and we have different abilities different gifts different taste of preferences god has uniquely designed each one of us as individuals yet we are all one in our devotion to worship our lord jesus christ amen so you can imagine all our backgrounds but when we come together this is the only place coming together in unity roman 12:5 says so we bring many or one body in christ and individually members of one another galatians 3:28 when we read even in our study in our castles there is neither jew nor greek there is neither slave nor free 
there is neither male or female for you are all one in Christ Jesus amen secondly in this about good it is good when believers are one in truth there is only one gospel there is only one truth there is no other so we are to affirm together the truth of the scriptures paul writes to the un unified church in corinth now he says now i plead with you brethren by the name of the lord jesus christ that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment first corinthians 1:10 says that so to the philippines apostles write only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of christ so that whether i come and see you or am absent i may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel philippians 127 so that there are many scriptures but we must be one in essential truth of the christian faith like the authority of scriptures the divinity of christ and the salvation only by the grace through faith when we are united in such a truth we keep away false teaching and bible says it is good we should be good so when we are our as a believer we come together in devotion is good when we believe that the truth that is good thirdly it is good when believers are one in service all of us are called to serve god all of us are given one way or the other the talents to serve but even though our service our ministry our calling is different but in all together there should be unity there are many workers in every church there are activities there are talents to every individual but all are given for the benefit of the church for the benefit of one another we should understand that so what the bible says here our unity must be based on more than the duty or more than the commitment or accepted view to christ it must be personal but it must involve serving one another we are not only serving god we are serving one another amen that's why we are called in galatian 5:13 says the purpose of which Christ as set us free is that we might through love serve one another amen amen, amen. amen. paul writes in second corinthians 13:11 finally brethren farewell become complete be of good comfort of one mind live in peace and the god of love and peace will be with you amen? amen so you can live the christian life on your own we have one another kind of faith we need one another from the beginning of this year i said this we need one another amen, amen. that is unity to have this good or a beneficial unity david wrote about you can't just show up at church once a week or once a month you have to involve yourself in the fellowship of christ amen so in that way you can serve so it is all about how 
good it is as a first point secondly the unity of believers is pleasant again there are three things here and how it is pleasant it is verse 1b b you can keep open your bible in that so what it says that six points or to go seriously we are more little faster now not only is unity is god's family is good and beneficial it is also pleasant as well it should be pleasant what it means it notice the emphasis in the language behold how good and how pleasant it is how good how pleasant it is not explainable it is as a question it stands that means it is so much we cannot explain it has to be experienced from here whatever i say it cannot be understood by you unless otherwise you experience that pleasantness in your life so here david does not say how good and pleasant how see, it is not one sentence how good and pleasant he separates that how good and and how pleasant two times how good and pleasant it is easy how good how pleasant so good is separated pleasantness is separated so you should know the meaning you should know and experience what is pleasantness means it to you so here let us see what the bible says about it using the word how twice it does not try to tell us the uh, pleasantness of unity but invites us to behold or look for ourselves some things are good but not pleasant for some people something may be good something may not be pleasant something may be pleasant and something may not be good is it confusing i will explain to you taking some medicine which are bitter in taste they are good it works giving relief from the pain but definitely they are not pleasant agreed so people they are those who are using it years together they may not sense it those who are taking first time or the children will know that and when you are giving to your child you can understand how rebellion or retaliate the children are that means it is not pleasant to them so you might have had that experience in the past so good and pleasant are some people it is good some people it is pleasant which is pleasant is may not be always good so some food are very pleasant smell but not good taste agree you cannot evaluate by the pleasantness of the food after smelling oh it must be good you taste it and see whether it is good or not so there is a difference what is good what is pleasant but what the bible says when you come in unity you taste how good and how pleasant it cannot be explainable it is more good more than your expectation more than the expectation it is pleasant in the presence of god so in the same way as i said so there are for not for everybody it depends on every individual so i leave it with you so king david tells us when the brothers and sisters dwell together in unity it is both good for us and it is pleasant and pleasing as well here three ways brotherly unity is pleasant number 1 unity is pleasant to god first 
హలో when we are in unity it is pleasant to god we have one heart one mind god is well pleased god is a god of peace the oneness of god head our father son and the holy spirit is an example to us each works in perfect harmony on the rare occasion that our children are not fighting but sharing and getting along most of the husbands and wife are well pleased how much more is god pleased with he sees us getting along with each other hebrew 13:16 says but do not forget to do good and to share for with such a sacrifices god is well pleased amen secondly unity is pleasant to church unity is pleasant to god unity is pleasant to church how it is have you heard a scene and uh, the church is full of backbiting and disputes i have heard even earlier days here also there are many things many churches uh, had it was uh, a very evident outside and many things are inside and even though it is not belongs to us but the, it is it is very natural and even in paul's times it was he found it in church of corinth and it is a model they were divided and unified congregation they were divided around the preachers and the bible teachers they refused to discipline for public immorality even today it is there in many churches you know about yourselves so they were taking each other to the court in lawsuits till today in india our country it is it is happening so and they were divorcing each other with no biblical foundation because of no truth they were profaning the lord's table and allowing their spiritual gift to become a show somewhere even denying the bodily resurrection of the lord listen to paul's word in this and what he says first corinthians chapter 1 verse 10 now i plead with you brethren by the name of our lord jesus christ that you all speak the same thing and that there is no divisions among you but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment again you know about and the jerusalem in the new testament in the uh, sorry early church in acts 2 what has happened and uh, the they are the model of the congregation acts 2 so again so continue they were what the bible says about their fellowship is so they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart praising god and having favor with all the people so the lord added the church daily those who were being saved so that means the unity is pleasant in the church the early church the apostles experience that should be expectation of our god in the church the pleasantness should be experienced in the church thirdly unity is pleasant to others as well so how it is and a yeah, unified church is an attractive church people want to be part of the church that has a sweet spirit of cooperation roman 14:19 says therefore 
let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another i am not afraid of it but i can say that most of us here why we chose to be a part of this church why we chose to be a part of the church why you wanted to attend the church or why you wanted to become a member of the church there is goodness there is pleasantness there is unity in the church that's why you are here that's why we are all here the unity of the pleasantness to god pleasantness to the church pleasantness to one another to others amen amen or you edified amen thirdly the unity of believers is holy that is the fundamental the unity of believers is holy verse 2 he says this how is it david gives us some imagery to help us visualize the goodness and pleasantness of unity he says it is like a precious oil upon the head it is like we will take a precious oil the picture is that the anointing oil used to sanctify i will take only one phrase it is like a precious oil what it is precious oil is usually used for anointing exodus 28 to 30 if he gives the detailed list of instruction for how to anoint high priest note in the verse 2 of the text that the priest was anointed with precious oil exodus 30 22 to 25 gives the recipe of the holy anointing oil it says it contained 12 pounds of liquid myrrh 6 pounds of sweet smelling cinnamon 6 pounds of sweet smelling cane 12 pounds of cassia and 4 quarts of olive oil all blended together by a perfumer this was a wonderfully aromatic substance it is it was not only precious it was holy the oil was holy and it was to be used only to consecrate the high priest his sons and the instruments of the tabernacle jesus was anointed as our high priest in the new testament mark 14 says that the holy anointing oil of course symbolized the anointing of the holy spirit on the high priest in the same way the unity of the church is symbol of holiness unity of the church is a symbol of holiness you and me are the part of it a unified church creates an atmosphere in which the presence of the holy spirit can be sensed just as the smell of the holy anointing oil which could not be missed out time and again you might have noticed whenever i exhort from here sense it sense it the presence of god you sense it how can you sense it while worshiping you keep yourself there as if he tells about you as if is god is speaking to you or you speaking to god through the psalms through the songs through the words then only you can sense the presence of god most of the time even last week the church was most of the seats were empty 
ఐ సెట్ దాట్ డోంట్ ఫీల్ దాట్ ఎంటీ చేస్ ఆర్ దేర్ ద ప్రెసెన్స్ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ ఈస్ దేర్ ఇట్ ఈస్ బికాస్ ఆఫ్ యూ అండ్ మీ దాట్ ఈస్ దూనిటీ దాట్ ఈస్ యూనిటీ ఓన్లీ వెన్ యూఆర్ యునైట్ యూ క్యాన్ సెన్స్ ద హోల్డీనెస్ ఆఫ్ గాడ్ అమంగస్ ఏమేన్ so here the holy anointing oil of course symbolizes the anointing of the holy spirit as i said the unity of the church is a symbol of holiness fourthly the unity of believers is penetrating chapter verse 2 b what it says i took off of it what is the second portion of it the picture now is the precious oil as a poured upon the head of air the high priest it was not just a little cup full of oil but a barrel full remember the recipe is mentioned earlier how precious it is the recipe the ingredients it is very precious very expensive but it is holy what here it explains here the the recipe i am not that's why i said it is not only the oil it dumped on a barrel of the precious oil on aaron it is no wonder it ran down on the beard david said it was also running down on the edge of his garments it does not just get a little oil it was covered in oil it was he was fully covered even the very hem of his priestly robe was drenched in the holy oil the holy oil covers the priest from the head to toe so it is the church when the unity rules no one is left out hello if the unity rules no one is left out everyone will be touched everyone is blessed everyone is anointed when the pastors and the elders and deacons and teachers and the leaders or workers united in goodness in pleasantness there flows to everyone the it penetrates to every part of the body it penetrates from the air to the toe means from the air to everyone every member when only we are united you got it thank you your british preacher charles spurgeon said it this way brotherly love comes from the head but it falls to the feet oil would not anoint if it did not flow down it has to flow down from the head if it is little oil it will remain on my head only it will not come down when we are united if it is poured more it will be flow through amen and uh, so what he says is oil would not anoint if it did not flow down neither would brotherly love spread its blessing if it did not descend it should descend from top to bottom so it should be to each and every one of us i believe we are united in spirit in love in understanding in truth amen, amen. i was expecting for everything you will say i think you are waiting for me to close it so one amen even that also you are so controlled be liberal okay fifth one your unity of believers is time is going out the unity of believers is unmistakable 
Yes. It is unique. It is obvious. That is verse 3a says. What it says? It adds that like a dew of Hermon. What is Hermon here? Hermon Mount. Hermon Mount is far northern reaches the Palestine some 40 miles northeast of the Sea of Galilee. It has a majestic peak that reaches some 9,101 feet above the sea level. It is the highest point in all Palestine and it is perfectly snowfall. It is always there. And it is said that the snows on the Mount Hermon can be seen for miles across the burning deserts below. And the melting glacier fields from the mountain in the spring raises the Jordan River to flood stream. So in reference to Psalm 133.3, biblical scholar says that the psalmist speaks of the dew of Hermon. The snow on the mountain condenses the vapor during the summer so that abundant dews descend upon it while the surrounding country is dried up. One of the tops of the actually called Abu Nidi, that is father of dew. The unity of believers here, the presence of the Holy Spirit in your church, like a precious oil, anointing oil, like a dew on a mountain top. What does dew do? The most of the significant thing about dew is, it is arrival. It does not fall. Sorry. Yeah, it does not fall or rise. Scientifically speaking, dew forms. Dew relates to the condensation or strengthening of the moisture air. Dew forms or appears when the atmospheric conditions are right. There is, this is called dew point. So there is a melting point, there is a dew point, there is a boiling point. And the same way, there is a dew point. At the dew point, the cold air condense, coming together. It forms the ice, the dew. So in that case, dew, here, dew forms and appears. Dew, there is, you know that there is a dew forms very silently. There won't be any noise. You don't hear it as it is appears on the roof of or the grass. It does not make a loud noise or call attention to itself. Yet, it, 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 is, it is, the presence is unmistakable. It is clearly identifiable and it is obvious. It is so clear. You don't go out and in the front of the lawn and ask, is that due this morning? Not necessary. It is already you can see on the grass. So, no wonder, no need, no one knows. So, it forms. So, here, the atmospheric condition within the church must be right before the anointing of oil of the Holy Spirit that descends. When the spiritual conditions are right, when you are dwelt together in unity, the dew of the Spirit of God drenches us and we all get wet. When the Spirit of God drenches as a dew, we all will get wet. The atmospheric condition brings outpouring of the God's Spirit is unity. When we set aside our pity differences, preferences, and worship the Lord in spirit and truth, the dew of heaven falls. The dew to fall, there must be repentance. The dew to fall 
upon everyone there should be repentance amen we'll go quickly one only one thing sixthly the unity of believers is attractive that is very beautiful it is very good good looking verse 3 the king also tells us that the dew of hermon as action of descending upon the mountains of zion the dew forms in those perfect atmospheric conditions i above the like uh, anointing of oil it rounds down to the and uh, refreshes below so when you far from the many place it, it it can be seen from any part of the country and it is uh, it is so beautiful looking but it is not only the beautiful it also there the lord the bible says that in this scripture there the lord commands blessing commanding blessing and life for evermore amen, amen. jesus said in john, john 13 35 by this all will know that you are my disciples i will close it the world is full of division democrats hates republican republican hates democrats the rich rejects the poor the poor despises the rich anger rape violence or the watch world of the day but it is not to be among the people of god as we when we the church lay aside our preferences and seek the lord in unity not only are we empowered by the precious oil and the refreshing dew of the spirit but life for evermore the message of eternal life in jesus is presented to unbelievers in a world of darkness sweet unity is like a fair or light guiding unbelievers home to jesus as a conclusion hebrew 12:14 make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond peace of god so as a conclusion this is the summary and first one is the value of unity is the unity of believers is good it is good when the believers are one in devotion they are one in truth one in service secondly unity of believers is pleasant how it is unity is pleasant to god to church and to others unity of believers is holy unity of believers is penetrating unity of believers is unmistakable or obvious unity of believers is attractive and it is a blessing are you blessed are you blessed Amen. Hallelujah. Because of the time we'll go straight to the communion. Let's pray. Gracious heavenly Father, here we are as your children coming to thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for the table which you kept before us. Lord bless the bread which was kept before us bless the wine and help us to understand the purpose of this communion and none of us will take part or take it lightly help us to come with reverence examining ourselves and take part in this as it was commanded and this is a new covenant between you and the church and we with you o father thank you in jesus name we pray amen quickly i will go to you and uh, explain to you and it is a reminder for all of us first of all it is a biblical it is not ritual it is a biblical it is a ordinance of the church in the new testament as we are following secondly the terms used is the lord's table communion or a breaking of bread that's what we are here the elements as all of you know symbolizes the communion and the unleavened bread 
represent the body of Jesus Christ, which was broken for us. And the grape juice will represent the blood of Jesus Christ as we take it. And what is the meaning of this communion or how to take it? So, first of all, it has to be taken with a thanksgiving. So, 1 Corinthians 11.24 says this. He took bread and he had given thanks. So, Christ instructed us to give thanks to God both for the, both the body and the blood, which was broken and shed for us. Secondly, it is a memorial. So 11, 24 and 25 says, Do this in remembrance of me. So we have to remember. What do you remember? Every time when we remember Christ died, we could be free from our sin. And we are commanded to remember death of Jesus Christ, not the birth. We have a whole Bible, but it is mentioned very specifically, remember the death. Repeatedly it was said. So we have to remember his death. It is not just he has died for the world. Identifying yourself, he has died for my sins. That is, that is, you are expected to remember. And again it is a proclamation. 11.26 says, you proclaim Lord's death. It is not only you accepted Jesus Christ or you believe in the Jesus Christ or you believe in his death. This death has to be proclaimed. We are commanded to do that. So it is a proclamation. The by breaking bread, we tell the world that Jesus died. And uh, fourthly, it, uh, it is an anticipation. So you proclaim the Lord's death. So, I'm sorry. Uh, you, till he comes, we have to proclaim. Till he comes. So we have a great hope and great expectation. So until then, we have to proclaim. And it should be taken, of course, with a reverence, with a fear. And uh, do not taken very lightly or in an unworthy manner. It is a commanded. We should not take it. And it has to be done with a self-examination. Don't examine others, examine yourselves. Seventhly, it's a fellowship of sharing communion. As it was in the New Testament time, we too share one another. We are coming together in union, in unity. It is not only among us. When we take the Lord's table, participate in the Lord's table, it is with the Lord we are taking. That should be our faith. So, here is the time it is for prepared for the believers those who accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior and identified themselves with the water baptism. The ushers will guide you and help you. Please cooperate with them. Please come first. From heaven you came Helpless babe Enter our world Your glory way Not to be served But to serve And in your Oh 
for your body that was broken for us for your blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary for us Jehovah we are grateful Father take all the praises take all the glory Father as we have given with you here on earth Lord we pray that we will not be missing at your last supper in the name of Jesus when you come Lord we will not be missing in your supper in the name of Jesus. My Father, my God, as we receive, O oh Lord, your body and your blood is in our veins, enable us, my Father, to endure to the end in the name of Jesus. Your word says, He that endureth to the end shall be saved. Almighty God, the power the strength to endure to the end and wait for you as your bride. I pray that you enable us in the name of Jesus. My Father, my God, we look unto you. My Father, as we have taken this blood, 
whatever is contrary to your will in our life let it be annihilated in the name of Jesus whatever is contrary to your will in our life oh Lord let it be destroyed by your blood in the name of Jesus father Lord you are our strength and our salvation we have taken oh Lord your flesh father be our strength in all things in the name of Jesus thank you Holy Spirit we give you all the praise blessed be your holy name father as we go let us not leave your presence let your presence always overshadow us in the name of Jesus thank you mighty God in Jesus name we have prayed let us share the grace in fellowship may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore amen surely your goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever amen praise the Lord Thank you.